Welcome to Taking the High Road, a podcast by Driver Reach in partnership with FreightWaves. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder of Driver Reach, a modern software solution at the intersection of recruiting and compliance. With over 20 years in the trucking industry, both on the carrier side as well as the vendor side, I bring a wealth of expertise around all things recruiting, retention, and compliance. And on this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges from recruitment and retention to the realm of regulatory compliance. Your positive feedback keeps us motivated, so don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Now, this week, I'm excited to be joined once again by a great industry friend and partner, Max Farrell, co-founder and CEO of WorkHound, a company committed to giving a voice to frontline workers through a real-time anonymous feedback platform. So glad to have you back on the show, Max. Jeremy, always good to be here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of us uh, for us to catch up on today. Yeah. Generally, uh, you join the show a couple times a year. And the last time we connected, you know, earlier this year, we wanted to be optimistic about how 2023 would turn out in the freight market, especially after experiencing <laughs> a, a downturn for a good portion of 2022. But yeah, it just hasn't cooperated. So I'm interested to hear what you're seeing out there, you know, whether or not companies yeah. are embracing retention versus investing in ongoing advertising for recruiting. And yeah. perhaps you can share why it makes as much sense, you know, if not more today versus yesterday. And then I'd love to get an, uh, an update on all that Workdown's doing today, what your thoughts and plans are going forward in this ever evolving industry. And then last, and of course, I, you know, but not least, I, I want to make sure we have an opportunity to answer a question from a listener during our deeper dive segment. I think we can get do all that today. Let's, let's knock it out one step at a time. Well, I, I ask this all the time, and, and and you've probably been asked this question at least four or five times now. But uh, uh, before we uh, really dive in, I'm curious if you have any book recommendations or even maybe podcast recommendations, uh, anything that's been impactful to you recently. Yeah, goodness. So uh, I'm still on my, my science fiction kick. Uh, so I've been uh, reading a couple of different novels by uh, a writer named Douglas Richards, um, he's, uh, yeah, he puts together a few good, uh, sci several sci-fi novels. I think the last one was, uh, unidentified about the, uh, the truth about UFOs. Uh, so at the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is, uh, is read a business book and start to question everything about, uh, like my place in the business world. I truly want to like worry about like, do aliens exist and, and what does the future look like? That sort of stuff I can geek out on, go to bed too. Well, it's a great way to escape, right? Uh, I think sure. that's the point. Gotta Whether it's a that. business book or even just, just even history, which I like a lot too. But it's like sometimes, sometimes I just want to escape. Can I just disappear for a little bit? And yeah, of course, yeah, when you're reading it. a UFO book, you probably don't want to think about disappearing. It sounds <laughs> kind of scary. That's fair. That's fair. So, for those few probably uh, of viewers here who aren't familiar with WorkCount, do you mind just taking a, a minute or two to share who WorkCount is and, and and what you're all about? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, uh, WorkHound is a real-time feedback platform for frontline workers. So, we got our start eight years ago um, in the trucking industry. And what we saw is that turnover's high. A lot of people quit because they don't feel respected. They don't feel like they have a voice. And historically, the only options have been exit interviews or annual surveys. So, it's either too late or too slow. And so, with WorkHound, we wanted to help companies be proactive instead of reactive in understanding and addressing the issues in their business because guys can be happy at the beginning of the week get fed up in the middle, quit at the end, and then have a job somewhere else because the the marketplace is that volatile. And so with WorkCount, we're able to take anonymous feedback from workers, share what's on their minds anywhere, anytime, give companies the tools to take action on that feedback, and uh, and then do something about it. Because 
So often companies are just gathering feedback and letting it sit on a shelf. More accounts able to give companies the analytics and tools to be able to say, hey, here's the issues in your business and let's do something about it. Last year alone, we helped companies retain 12,000 workers. So we're really proud of our progress. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you mentioned turnover is high. I mean, it's it's been that way certainly well before you got into the industry. Sure. But, but you recognized a problem and and created a solution to help address that problem. Some of which is, I think, maybe just due to the nature of the the imbalance between the you know supply and demand, and that's mm-hmm. still the case today, even though with a softer economy, it might not be as as prevalent. However, it's also, I believe. Uh, exacerbated by some companies out there that really uh, do their best to to drive churn because that's their business yeah, model, you know. Yeah. And that's that's maybe a conversation for another day uh, if we want to throw stones. But but at the end of the day, you're solving, you're helping to solve a problem. And when, when we were on the show uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. I know recruiting was something that we were talking about and try to you know and it the you know try to pick up the momentum and you know that we were. We started to see part of in 2022, but you know, how would you say retention, how, how much more important retention is maybe today compared to recruiting, especially in light of the, the softening uh, economy that we've experienced? Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned the, 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 the softening of, of the economy and, and I think it's, it's caused a forcing function for, for a number of companies where, uh, yes, you know, some, something like work count can help with retention, but also it's really great at identifying where can we become a better business and understand the blind spots inside our organization? And I'd say across the board in the supply chain, this is the year of of efficiency where companies are saying, how do we do more with less? How do we get really uh, thoughtful in how we uh, use our resources in the company? And then also who are the best fits for, for our, our team. And and really you're starting to see a, a split of different strategies in, uh, in, in the industry where you've got some, that are saying, okay, we're going to pull way back and we're just going to go into uh, to turtle mode, essentially. And you, then you got others that say, hey, we've been through these cycles before, time and time again. We know that sometimes it takes time, but let's come out of this a better business. Let's have a better team in place. Let's have better procedures and processes so that when the economy does bounce back and it's a, it's cyclical, so it will, then let's be on top of it. Let's have an edge in the market. And so I'd say there are companies that have pulled way back in spending on recruiting and retention. But then you also have some that said, actually, this is a really good time for us to double down, get really good people on our team and and be ahead in the market. And, uh, and so it's been fascinating to see that split in the uh, in the industry right now. Well, you, you talk about uh, the year of efficiency. This is the opportunity. I don't know who it was that came up with that phrase. I want to say it was uh, Facebook, uh, you know, I don't know if that was who it no, was. They, they certainly have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the point is, I mean, I think everybody's embraced it. We get it. Like, that's where we are today. We really have to kind of buckle down and right. how can we operate leaner, more efficient, and, and certainly leverage technology uh, if, if if we can make that make sense. And so from a, uh, you're talking about, you know, keeping some of your best folks. I, I know culture is a big part of what we'll probably mm-hmm. be talking about today and how you can really uh, help to improve that through the power of engagement and communication and so on. Uh, but I also constantly, especially recently in this, in this mm-hmm. economic times, encourage people now is an opportunity to sometimes it's top grading, the opportunity to top grade or upgrade from your existing uh, workforce, especially that bottom five or 10% who are it, probably it, pulling you down and causing the greatest risk yeah. for your company. There, there aren't a lot of opportunities in the last 
15, 20 years that I've been in the industry where you have the luxury of being able to hire maybe some better drivers. And so from sure. that perspective, I think that's something that uh, kind of also feeds into that, you know, opportunity to to improve. Yeah. Uh, any specific examples or, or strategies that uh, that WorkCount's using today to help companies enhance that relationship with their workforce, especially yes, in this I, market? Yes, I would say one of, one of the biggest focus areas is uh, around operations. You know, what can we do to squeeze more productivity out of uh, out of drivers. So historically, we've seen companies use the the data that they get to to take it to their customers, and so in their quarterly business reviews, they're using it to uh, to say, "Hey, this is what we're hearing from our drivers about your uh, your locations." So let's make some changes. Either you need to treat our people better, we need to to raise our rates, or maybe we should part ways and not partner with one another. Um, that's been the narrative historically to give companies good intel. Um, in that those customer relationships, but also companies are now coming through that feedback to start to see, all right, what is what is hindering our drivers from being more productive? Are there maintenance issues where we need to tighten our maintenance processes? Do we need better spec our our equipment? Uh, where are the hold times in in communication between our our driver managers and uh, and our drivers so that we're again more more productive? And uh, and that feedback can be really helpful. So it's not just always about what does it take to hold on to someone. It's also about what does it take to to make them more efficient at what they do, um, so you can do more with less. You you talk about proactive listening. I mean, I think so so critical. Listen, you know, listen. I mean, hey. yeah, exactly. Listen. You just want to yell that. Listen. Yeah, it's so important. And and yet, so many of us in leadership roles, we we talk constantly. We we instead of listen, <laughs> be quiet and listen, and then do something about it. Can you share, uh, you know, how proactive listening, you know, affects the overall health and well-being of a company's workforce? Because that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? That's especially the frontline workers. For sure. Yeah. You know, there's even an example from uh, from Averett, um, a carrier based out of Tennessee, and uh, they saw some feedback from, uh, from uh, I think, one of their locations in Florida and saw the satisfaction scores were lower there and they didn't realize it. And so, they brought their the management in from that location into the headquarters and said, "Hey, let's sit through and, and look at this feedback together, and let's figure out how we get better, and uh, and just have an honest conversation about mirroring perception and reality." Because what I think happens often as as uh, companies scale is that they uh, they rely exclusively on the inputs of their managers to say, "Oh yeah, my division is good or my location is good," but uh, you know, as a company, you should also understand what are your front lines saying. And does that mat mirror the reality that you're being presented by your managers? If it is, awesome. If it's not, well, then let's get to the bottom and get get more efficient at what we do and and make the necessary changes to to be a better business. Because the last thing you want to do is have a blind spot and think everything's great in Florida and it's not. Uh, and so definitely want to have the tools to do something about it. Well, it starts, you got to care, right? If that, you that don't is, care, yes. two now, it doesn't matter. If yes. you don't care, it just doesn't matter. But if you oh. care, which I think most people do in their heart of hearts, you know, and I think generally that's a top down thing. You've got to, you know, that's got to be embraced top down. Um, but you got to care. And then in order to keep your finger on the pulse, this is one of the things why, and I'm such a big fan and, and I always try to engage with you because I think it just makes so much sense. Uh, that anonymous feedback platform is really helpful so that you can keep that finger on the pulse. Uh, you know, can you share, especially with the uh, proactive listening, you know, um, how how does that enable companies to address the the daily stresses that they are dealing yeah. with? Because right? because I think it's one thing to hear it, 
and to get that feedback, but you got to do something about it. For sure. And and that was one of the big things that we've heard over the years is that companies really wanted to sink their teeth into the issues. And and so WorkCount's unique now in that you can do something about every single piece of feedback you get. So if somebody is, uh, all the feedback's anonymous, but if somebody wants to reveal their identity, they can. Uh, but sometimes people want to stay anonymous. And so what we built is ways where companies can do one-way or even two-way anonymous chats back and forth to uh, to directly address the issue with uh, with somebody on their team so that they can get to the bottom of something. And so fostering more engagements between workers and, and the company has been really helpful. And especially for for drivers out there that feel like, all right, is the company even going to listen to this? And they see that they're not only responding, they're saying like, hey, we really want to help you address this. Like, this is one of our top issues. Here's my direct line. It starts to build that trust and goodwill that just gets missed when somebody's often a thousand miles away from the, the, the HQ. Um, so that's certainly been been helpful is just giving companies that one-two punch to address issues at the individual level or just see trends across the board and make those strategic changes to, to be a better company. Well, there's a there's a term, and I think I've heard you use this before, but it's just about controlling the concept, right, of of controlling the controllable, um, making sure that, uh, you, you know, there are things that are outside of your control that you have that do how you respond is how you is what you can control. But how do you uh, or how does WorkCount maybe incorporate the concept of of control the uh, controllable in its approach to assisting companies and you know effectively managing your workforce? So the the first controllable that you have at your disposal is communication, and uh, and I think where where companies make a misstep is that there there's this fear of of saying the wrong thing, so you say nothing. Well, that's worse because then people's thoughts and fears fill the void versus the the truth. And so especially in in bumpy times like right now, it's in a company's best interest to to say, hey, look, this is where we're at. This is our reality. Here's what we're doing to navigate this reality. And maybe it's that, uh, look, we're, we're placing a series of bets or experiments to figure out how do we gain an edge in this market. Here's the the, the end results of, of those experiments or, uh, you know, one of our company values is win or learn. And so companies right now, they may not be doing a lot of winning, but they're doing a lot of learning that's still good for the business long-term. Uh, so that's one of the biggest uh, controllables is uh, is communication. And uh, just over-communicating in these times does put people at ease because at the end of the day, we're all grown-ups and we can take hard stuff. We may not like to hear it, but we can take it and uh, we can't lose sight of that. Yeah, that's a really good point, uh, especially when you talk about, you know, in the absence of communication, that void will get filled by by people's fears. And it's easy Real for quick. us to forget. Well, because we remember it wasn't that long ago we were having the same conversation around COVID. Really? Right? Oh, and, yeah. You know, when we're all remote and like that was something you and I both embraced, uh, ongoing engagement internally with our companies and making sure that that uh, that we were communicating, you know, consistently and you know, often. And so it's no different today. I mean, obviously it's not the same dynamic. Yeah. We don't we're not in the middle of a, a global pandemic, although I don't know what was worse. <laughs> you know, I, I shouldn't even say that because we obviously there's a whole lot of people that, uh, yeah. that lost their lives. But it's a challenging environment that we're dealing yeah. with now. And I think people are uh, certainly are concerned. And so, you know, good ongoing communication helps. For now, sure. There are uh, some recent developments uh, there. I know there are some upcoming, you know, NLRB changes. I, mm-hmm. I'm curious if that's anything that, you know, uh, maybe WorkHound uh, gets involved with or maybe envisions its its, its platform assisting companies in navigating and you know, to those potential shift union rules and labor dynamics. 
Yeah, the you know, I think what's what's interesting there is that there there is certainly uh, a greater uh, a spotlight on labor movements in the United States right now. You're seeing that with the UAW strikes. You're you're seeing that with Kaiser Permanente. UAW even has uh, expanded their their strikes recently uh, with with Mack Trucks. Um, so so that is uh, filling the uh, filling the news cycle more and more. And so we we are seeing companies starting to wonder. Okay, you know, with with these evolving changes, where it is easier for um, for team members to petition to to start a union inside specific sites, companies are starting to wonder what can we do to be a, a better organization and, and be a better steward to our people, and uh, and so we are seeing companies start to figure out how do we build uh, a better uh, direct feedback loop between our people and uh, and the workforce or our people in the company. So that we're not blindsided by the fact that that they feel like we're doing such an inadequate job that they're asking for union representation. Because if you look at the statistics out there in the private sector, the percentage of, of union companies is less than 10%, maybe even closer to 5% out there right now. So the majority of people are, are, are set up where they're like, hey, we've got a direct re- relationship that works well enough, and it, it's on the company to to stay strong enough and and be a good company to where people like, hey, I enjoy working directly with them. It's only when companies start to drop the ball and and not take care of people that people like, hey, I don't feel taken care of. And then they have a choice. They either fight or they leave. And uh, and so, you know, that that fight is going to get even easier come December. Uh, the leaving continues to happen because the turnover is really high in a lot of these frontline workforces. Um, so certainly we're, we're seeing a, a shift where there is an interest in how can we solicit the feedback of our people sooner? Uh, and uh, you know, we're we're here to, to support on that, so that you can build better relationships between people and the company. Well, I I, I just heard that Workhound is a solution that affords people the opportunity to be preemptive against that risk of, you know, unionization attempts. That's what I just you know I'm, I'm uncovering here from this conversation, and I think that's a really good point when there is certainly momentum out there right now and at least you know talking about it and the reality is if you're able to get out in front of it and you're engaging with your employees and and and, and providing them an opportunity to, to communicate and then do something about it actionable you know uh you know effort to 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 improve that situation you could probably really avoid that you know that effort to to unionize is that kind of did i say that right <laughs> It's uh, like I'm I'm all for for people having a voice, and if if people have felt left behind, they need to go take care of themselves however they can. Um, but companies do have the ability to do something about this, and it's saying, okay, let's let's get ahead of this. Let's um, let's get the pulse of our people and and understand where are we missing the mark because without that, the people are going to go take it into their own hands. And so, as companies, you want to talk about the controllables. That is one of the controllables. Is uh, do do we want to listen or do we want to bury our heads in the sand? But if you bury your head in the sand, you got to be ready for the alternatives that get presented to you. That's a really good point because and and you're such a good politician because <laughs> because the reality is your point you're you're not union or anti-union. You're saying give your people a voice, and Look, and your and your platform does that right. And and either either the people are going to get it themselves, either go to a company that that has that, or they're going to push for it themselves. So again, like more and more companies are saying, how can we put this in our hands? That is the controllable. Yeah, no, that's a, a w- very well said. 
Um, I do want to make sure that we have enough time for our, our deeper dive question. So this is this is a pretty generic one that uh, that that I know that I've asked a few others who might have some um, overlap in in the retention area. But the question is, what are some practical ways to keep our best drivers during this challenging period? I know there's a lot of things that we've already said that you probably uh, reiterate, but anything else you'd like to uh, share to help? Uh, you know, this company keep their best drivers during this challenging time? Yeah. So the 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 first question is, you always should start with why. Like, wh- why do we want to, to do this? Because for every company that's saying we need to hold on to everybody, there's others saying we probably need to hold on to like 90% of people. And it, it's a chance for us to define what is the, the example of a best driver at our company. And so I definitely start with why and understanding who do we want to keep? Why do we want to keep them? Then let's develop the strategy around it. Um, first off is just sharing the the company's vision. Hey, here's how we were riding through the storm. For all pretty much any company that's got a, a sizable fleet, they've been through a tough cycle and they're able to say, here's what happened the past few cycles. Here's how we navigated it. And and the ones that are coming out ahead right now are the ones that said, man, we learned this from uh, from 08. We learned this from uh, from the five years ago. Here's what we're applying to this one. And this is why we're this, this percentage point further ahead than where we were in the past. Like those sorts of numbers are, are meaningful, um, and just being able to say this is how we're we're ahead of the game, or the the opportunity that we see on the horizon. Of course, everyone wants some sort of timeline of you know when are we going to hit the bottom or when are we going to get out of it. It we are where we are, and uh, and then just saying like this is what we're doing to to fight through things, and here's what we know, here's what we're trying to figure out. That's that's all you can do, and uh, and just showing that you're trying to take care of people is key. Um, whether that's, you know, more predictability or more stability. Yeah. That's what people want in these moments. Well, there's a lot of what we've talked about today that I'm sure is resonating with, uh, with the, with the audience. How, how, for those, for those who, who hear what you're saying, they're picking up what you're putting down. How are they, uh, what's the best way to reach you and, and reach WorkHound? Yeah. So, uh, it's just WorkHound.com, W-O-R-K-H-O-U-N-D.com. Uh, we've got plenty of great case studies and, and articles. We just put out a new, uh, ebook. Uh, and uh, about uh, just how do you ride through these bumpy times. Um, so if uh, if our product can be helpful, awesome. If not, our content should be a really great resource for you. If we, uh, I think you and I share, share the same belief that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if we can put in good work to make the industry a better version of itself, the rest will take care of itself. Uh, and so that's our goal every day. Well, Max, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. I, I always appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you, share some of your sage wisdom with our loyal roadies. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. Awesome. I appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you. And thanks again for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road, spreading the word to your industry peers. Certainly appreciate it. And remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road. 